Hey, what's going on? It is episode 242 of the Hammer Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. You came in, you're sniffling, you're snuffling, and you're <laughs> like, oh, sorry, man, I'm sick. Yeah. I have to ask you, you didn't consider wearing the uh, the mask? I know no. that would probably make you even less articulate on the microphone, or it clear, would, I should say, not articulate. It would make me less articulate, and not only that, I know that... Um, that's just too bougie. That's well, too like, that's, I was like, we're men here. You know what I mean? I was in the Aldi store. The Aldi's? Is it Aldi? You call it Aldi's? See, this is Northwest Indiana where instead of calling, we don't say jewel, we say the jewel. I say it. I just it, said the Aldi. <laughs> I, I think was, it's just Aldi. I say it because it makes me laugh more. The Strax? Yeah, the Strax. The, I like, I like everything. I like everything plural. Right. Okay. Everything. Uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. um, point being... I saw a lady at Aldi the other day uh, going, getting some eggs, and she turned around. And she was wearing one of those, I don't know, it's a HEPA mask or like one of the, you know, the the mask you see all the people wearing in the airport. Yeah, like you're doing drywall. Right. And I thought to myself, that's so considerate that she's keeping her illness to herself. Mm-hmm. Because I have to believe that there's no way this person's stupid enough to believe that she cannot get ill from other people by covering just her mouth and nose, considering she has eyes that can also take in can you sneezes get, and mucus. Can you get sick through your eyes? Oh, somebody sneezed in your face. They sneeze in your eyeball. Okay, yeah. let me ask you a question. <laughs> it's a hot chew right in your What's the odds sclera. that someone's going to sneeze up your nose hole? What are the odds? Yeah. Not great. Okay. Or into your mouth. What are the odds that that happens? Not good. So what is the real reason you should... You know, for the mask. What's the purpose? To let people know what country you're from. (laughs) Well, I just laugh because I'm like, if you keep your hands clean, right? You just keep one of those uh, hand sanitizer bottles Now now that I don't like doing. Well, whether you like it or not, it could keep you from getting the coronavirus. I don't. Or any other virus. I don't believe that. But the mask just seems a little stupid. I've never seen one and thought that's a good idea. I'd rather have the coronavirus. I always just think like, oh, that person just went traveling abroad. And so like everyone where they were at was wearing. Well, this person's an American. I mean, I could just assume they were American by the clothes they were wearing and the cigarettes they were smoking. Okay. They were smoking cigarettes. No. Again, they were were probably at the the nail nail spa. Yeah. She she cut a small hole through her mask for her cigarette. Highest. True fact. Highest uh, per capita smokers at the nail salon. Dude, the other day it was like five degrees out. Maybe zero. It was so cold that the people were that the people I eat at the subway a lot and it's right next to a, a nail salon. And it was so cold that they're always no matter what they're out there smoking because they just they go from they go from uh, the fumes of the the what, what you get a lot of fumes from the what the yes. paint no from the nail from the nail polish from the nail polish polish says it they go from that to smoking and it's a constant thing. But it was so cold they were going in their car to smoke with the windows up, which was. The grossest. But I liked it. I appreciated it. Well, I have to believe that, you know, obviously most of those people are not American born. They haven't caught on to the fact that smoking isn't cool anymore. I mean, still cooler than vaping, but it's cool to me. I mean, who, who smokes? Dude, I'll smoke right now. I just remember everybody used to smoke, then everybody didn't smoke. I, I'm hard pressed to, to think my sister, my wife's sister smokes, her boyfriend smokes. And other people that I know may casually smoke a cigarette if they're drinking, but I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really see too many people smoking anymore in my, in my sphere. Well, here's the thing: I hate to go back to sneeches on the beaches, but right now it's not cool to smoke. It's not going to make a comeback. 
I disagree. I think no. here's why it's going to come back because like it's not cool to smoke anymore, right? It's so damn expensive. Well, that's true. And people are probably just going to smoke weed instead. That's also true. See? But here's the thing. You have not counted for all the people that are like, um, that don't like themselves. Mm. You haven't counted for all the people that really like to based in their grief. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if they can't afford it, they can't afford it. I mean, right now, I think a pack of cigarettes is like seven twenty-five. Yeah, I'm not talking about smoking all day. I'm saying like five times a day, you go outside and remind yourself how much you are disgusted with you. Well, all I can tell this you is... This is the only way I can think of to fiscally smoke. All I can tell... Back to my original point <laughs> is that uh, I, I believe like... that people that wear masks are only keeping their disease to themselves. I can't think that it really helps prevent getting the disease you should also be walking around with rubber gloves and maybe one of the, like a welder's shield so your eyes are protected like a hazmat suit yeah why not right? go hard body be like the dudes from monsters inc like just wear the full yellow like with a face shield right. that you can see out of yes but i think like when you wear a shield i think i don't know that it will not get you sick but i think it may help you give it to others that's gotta be if right, you're wearing right? a shield yeah if you're wearing the drywall mask mm-hmm if I come in here wearing a drywall mask, I have less of a chance of giving it to you, no? I mean, that makes sense. I can still get it. Yeah, yeah. You can, yes. I can still you're get protect, the flu virus. You're in my... protecting me. But I don't think the people yeah. that wear that, that's their point. Their point is like, oh, stay away from me. I'm but I'm a giver. You. That would be my point. No, I can still get it in my beehole somehow. I would just ask somehow. You to, to miss. I mean, we've we've missed podcasts for, for far less. I, I would still be like, all right, I guess you can get it in my eye. Yes. Like pink eye. But if you're going to fart in my eye, then I got bigger fish to fry, no? I mean, that's what the old saying goes. It does. If you if some <laughs> wait. If you're going to fart in my eye, bigger fish to fry. Uh that's above next to um if if you sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweetie and wipe the seat. Now imagine that you are stuck on a cruise ship that has <laughs> the coronavirus running wild. I couldn't stand being on a cruise ship for five days. These people were stuck on there for two weeks. But it was on a it was on a ship. Yeah, was that the news? It just got let off. Yeah, recently. I don't be watching the news. That yeah, was... well, I would have jumped off the. I guess I saw a video in China, of course, not in America, where uh, I don't know it was the military or law enforcement. Like people were saying, "Oh, that person has coronavirus." They were like kicking people's door down, dragging them out of their house to quarantine them to stop the spread of the virus. Like a witch hunt. And then you have an American cruise ship filled with a couple people had it and everybody else was quarantined for two weeks on even, the cruise it's ship. It's not even a real thing, right? That's not real. I, I, I have to believe it's real. What Dude, do you mean? Corona? This just sounds silly. Well, I don't think it's... My point being, the masks are stupid. Stop wearing them. Yeah, I don't think they're... I, I mean, don't I'm know. not a doctor, but... But I, I would rather... If they're doing it to be polite to everyone, I'd rather they wear it. I'm not going to wear it, as is case in point right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like... Polite people should. I can't believe no? somebody hasn't jumped like like Dixie or, or uh, you know, one of these other companies hasn't jumped on top of that, making some cutesy designs on them. Different mouths. Oh, dude, for different kids? smiles for yeah, kids. Of course, everybody can be walking around and uh, dude, like Dora the Explorer masks. Yeah, you transform your face like like a Snapchat mask. You know what I would it's buy? A motivation if I ever heard one. Hundred percent. You know what I would buy is like if it looked like Venom, like Venom's mouth. What about Bluto with the little stubbly beard and a cigar stick <laughs> on the it? bad guy from yeah. Popeye? Yes.
or Popeye for that matter. Right. You got a corn cob pipe. <laughs> well, who's got like a who's got like a super awesome? Um, everyone knows it. What about celebrity women with duck lips? You could do all kinds. I mean, it's, oh it's endless. God. The Real Housewives of whatever mask. You it could just do- has big, fake, stupid mouths. Yeah, you could do like Wade Boggs with a big chew in the bottom lip. <laughs> um, um, who's it? MacGyver? Tom yes. Selleck? That's not MacGyver. That's Magnum P.I. That's, <laughs> I didn't mean MacGyver. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Uh, but Magnum P.I. and his super awesome mustache. Yes. See? You could Dude, have a super dope mustache. corner in the market on this. All right, just delete all this. Take all this. <laughs> please take all this out. Yeah, Podcast that'd be great. Because you gold. got you got kids. You got awesome mustaches. You got um, plastic surgery whores and awesome mustaches with mustaches. You could do a robot face. You can like the Terminator, where half the lips removed and it's you know steel, but or like the the RoboCop, you know, where it's like cut, cut out where it's his lips, but then there's steel around the outside. There's a whole market of just scary horror ones. You yeah. know how like. Like, people that do, like, cosplay. Yes. Like, they like to, like... Okay, you know how every time... You know what? Every single time there's a place where people dress up, there's the handful of dudes that go way overboard. Like, yeah. they dress like Joker, but it's not enough. Right. They have to, like, do that, like... Like, when you go to a, a, a haunted house in October, and it's like, dude, you're making 10 bucks an hour. Dial it down a couple nights. They live for that But they one. just do... They get in your face, and they smile, and they're like... I can't even, I can't even do the impersonation, because it's so cringeworthy. Yeah, for, like oh, it for upsets sure. me so much when I see it. Well, not you, in like a, I'm scared, but in like a you gotta not do that. Like you, you know they'll go like come and play with us <laughs> and like just the just the grin. It's like all right, dude. Like I know you saw that in a movie, but it worked with the movie because they had editing. It's so <laughs> horrible when you do it. Like so that those dudes would all buy like they'd buy Freddy's mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. just part of it looks like a hockey mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's like oh, Captain Spaulding, Deadpool. You know the the the, the burnt up face. Yeah, and for for the people that are extra, like you were talking about, about their eyes, a whole thing you can see through the eyes, like like a Halloween mask. Why don't you just start wearing masks? That won't work. That's too much. That's you're, too you're, much? You're, yeah, you're you're going well, you're going well, away. We're from... saturating the market, so you start with mouths. Yes, it's like Monster Energy drinks or whatever. Like once yeah. everyone's got the mouth, you go. Well, what's next? Well, there's I attachment guess, pieces. Whole face. <laughs> you wait. 15 if months to 18 months. If you have pink eye, only if you're contagious yeah, with pink eye. Yeah. If anyone's farting in your in your eye. Well, <laughs> this whole thing. I just, I feel like uh, it's just a market that's untapped completely. So I do want to, uh, anybody that's, that hears this that is uh, wanting to, to uh, put some prototypes together. But if you're smart, you start with kids. Because who, who has extra money and is super, super hypervigilant? Suburban moms, mostly white. For sure. So you get all of the Paw Patrol, Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. All oh, the kids will want to Daniel Tiger. Too. You won't even have oh to. Oh, my God. Of course. It'll be like Halloween year round. And you go like, do they help? And you go, yeah, of course. I mean, maybe. Well, isn't it? They no, don't hurt. They don't hurt at all. It's no different than every time your kid falls down, bumps themselves. They have to get a bandage. A right. Bandage. <laughs> right. They need a bandage. Yes, they need a bandage, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> that's going to help a bruise heal better. Yeah. We've gone. Th- I don't know if there's ever been a need for a legitimate bandage in our entire existence of having children. No, never. If they're bleeding, they need more than that tiny one by one square. Yeah, I don't. If they're wh- not bleeding, they don't need a bandaid. I f- I don't really even know what the. I guess the to me the purpose of one is to protect yourself if you're like 
If you're going to be working on a car and you have an open wound and you don't want to get grease in it, maybe. And I don't know. My dad would have rubbed grease right on the wound to close it. Or yeah, if you're out of electrical it. tape. Yeah, right. If you're out of electrical tape, you then go for a bandage. Or when you're cooking food, you don't want to bleed into the food. Uh, other than that, I, I don't see But Band-Aids need. aren't necessary in neither of these masks. That doesn't matter. It won't stop us from being millionaires. True. True. 100%. Dude, look, yeah. look, look, look how big the um those like handkerchief things are now. Like, you ever go on Facebook and there's ads for face masks? Yeah. Well, oh, they're like they're dust every... masks, right? The sl- arm sleeve ones that look yeah. like fake tattoos. Because there's and... so much dust flying at us all the time. <laughs> like, how do we get by? How do the people in the Dust Bowl make it without these? You notice, uh, and I'm behind the curve on this, but I guarantee you, if you start looking through the comments, there's always like, it's just like, excellent, excellent sleeve. I bought three. And then you look yeah. two down, it's like, great sleeve, bought multiple. Like they have these, uh, Those are bots. these far- yeah, bot farms that just like every other comment. And you notice if you directly comment and then the company comments right back to you, it's like this is a, this is a fake product. This isn't real. It's AI. Nobody's really buying this. It's AI, dude. Like, thank you, George, for inquiring about this product. Go dude, right to the website. I just read uh, Andrew Yang's book, The War on Normal People, and it's did you on- read it or did you listen to it? I listened to it. I'm going to call I, you out I every did time. both. I did both. I jogged to and fro. True. Yeah, it is. I, jog, I jogged to and fro. I don't know what that means. Mostly to. Okay. It means I had the book, and then when I was in the car, I'd do the audiobook. It doesn't matter. We already went through this, and it counts. If I listen to audiobook, it counts. I mean, all, it's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Dude, it counts. I ingested all the material. You did. You should say, I consumed the book, Andrew Yang's. I consumed his content. Okay. And uh, Careful he, he talks a lot about... <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, he talks a lot about this, about how AI is going to replace. He's like, it's not, it's not if, it's just how long until it's we're done. Our goose is cooked, dude. Truck drivers. He's a politician. Done. Right? He's uh, not a scientist. Yeah, he? now, now he's I been know. a businessman for okay. a, a ton of years. Okay. And what kind of business? Uh, entrepreneurs. He's got like, I forget what his company's called, but he's got a. He he started a bunch of businesses and then he mm. started a business that if he's never been on the Shark Tank, I don't want to hear from him. He's too big for that. Doesn't need it. That's not true. But go yeah, ahead. yeah, it is true. Go ahead. Yeah, it is true. He's amazing. But no, um, basically, yeah, I don't know. He's an entrepreneur. He he's got a bunch of money, a bunch of places. You know how smart people do with their money? They put it all over the place. Yes. And they just like you're like, what do you do? And like, what don't I do? Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, smart, almost as smart as Ashton Kutcher. But he basically said like, dude, truck drivers, um, fast food employees. Um, uh, customer service like a lot of the mini retail retail the goose is cooked already. You can all take a walk. They're all just it's going to be bots. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bots. So it's not it's not it's not it's not if it's when. Learn to code. We're right back to it. Not even. There's just not. There won't be enough coding jobs. <laughs> there won't. Be well, enough. you just have a coding computer which teaches other computers how to code. Yeah, you don't. Then we're in real trouble. There's only so many Skynet people. level. Then trouble. they're they they're aware. Mm. Once they become self aware. You're in trouble. He talks about universal basic income, which there's the big eye rule, right? But once you hear him lay it out, you go, hmm, okay. Nah. I don't know, dude. It's pretty amazing. Some of it's pretty amazing. Well, I'll have to listen to Nay read or don't, don't read consume in some fashion. It's worth a, it's it's worth checking out. I'm not smart enough to be able to wrap my head totally, but I just get some of it. But it just, what you were talking about reminded me of that, about how like those jobs are just going anyways, you know? You ever go shopping with your wife? Rarely. Why is that? Is it because somebody stays home with the kids so the other person could get the shopping done and not feel, not be badgered into buying gifts for the children? Or? Well, because it's an escape. It's like, I agree. 
it's like, hey, uh, she'll be like, hey, we need milk. And we both raise our hands. You know, it's fat. I'll go get milk for six hours, you know? It's funny because uh, the lady I live with was asking me, why do you go to Aldi as many times as you do when we could just go Sunday and get all the groceries for the week? And I'm like, well, I like just tossing my headphones on. You were like, because Aldi has 40% of what we need. And I just like to go there and shop, right? No, sometimes my wife, my wife have it, sometimes I go to Aldi. Why? She's just like, you got some of the stuff, but there's so much more stuff we need to get. I know what Aldi has, so my shopping list, we only get the stuff that they have because I'm not going to more than one place. Okay. That's that's my rule. So um, now on Sundays, when the kids both go to Sunday school, she wants to like go to breakfast or go run errands together. And so this week, if you look at our Instagram, which is HMM Podcast at HMM Podcast, uh, I videotaped her, unbeknownst to her, several times and posted it right to our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you could so you could join you could join us on our it, journey. I started playing it in the car, but my kids were in the back seat. Oh, and he's like, "What the fuck is this? This fucking?" And I was like, "Uh, oh, we'll listen to this later." Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Because... It was like it was like when I like when I turned on a song on my cell phone once and I thought it was pornography and it was actually just like a different jingle and so I raced to my phone and smashed <laughs> it in six pieces. It was like that. Uh last week we talked about, I think it was last week or the week before I was telling you how, uh, my wife always, she doesn't care what she's watching. There's nothing off limits. The kids could be walking in the background. It's like, she's watching, uh, you know, uh, Whatever HBO show, whatever Cinemax, Skinemax. She's watching Corey Feldman's documentary about child rape. Yeah, what, whatever it, it is. Matter, and, huh? and I'm always like, dude, can you can you can you not watch this? And then you know, she's all like, oh, I mean, what was the big deal? I don't understand why you know. Does she not understand decency? What what is she not getting? Well, again, she just looks at it like, hey, this is life. Like, what do we? You know, the kids are walking around looking at their phones. I mean, what, I'm not going to stop living my life. That's the philosophy. That's, I mean, you you know this. That's amazing. So on top, so you know what I did. That's just the green monster talking when I knock that. My son was sitting downstairs with me, um, and we from our kitchen you can see the TV in the living room, and so she was cleaning the kitchen, and I said, "Oh, let's we should watch the new Tom Papa special here on Netflix." It came up, watched about five minutes of it, and you know what? I was thinking in my head of all the times that she's told me. Oh, you know, what's a big deal? He's 15, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So I said, you know what? Let's watch Dave Chappelle. Let's get this going. So Which one? I mean, what, the, brand, the newest one. The, the Sticks and Stones? Yeah. The one he did the double? No, the newest one where he talks about uh, Jesse Smollett. Oh, yeah. Juicy Smollett. Yeah. So uh, within <laughs> within five seconds, she was, oh, my God, oh, from the background, you know? And I was like, now, full tilt. I go, Right after this, we're watching Eddie Murphy Delirious. Like, we're, if we're going to do this, let's just do what, it. Let's, the kids are where now? Just my son. My daughter was upstairs. Somewhere. Okay. But my 15-year-old was down there, and she's just, you know, like I said, she's like, that's crass. That's, I can't believe it. And I was like, hey. All of a sudden, there was a line drawn. Yes, there was a line drawn. Okay. And so it was something I was, she was laughing at the comedy, but she was just like, and I could look at her, see her face while he was talking about some specific things. Sure. Uh, and she was looking at me, looking at my son, seeing if, and he's watching, sitting on the couch, like, I know what, I, you could tell, he's like, I want to laugh at this, but if I laugh at it, it, <laughs> it lets people know, or lets my mom and dad know that I know what this guy's talking about. Uh, oh, boy. So, you oh know, it's, boy. it was, it was this weird, uh, triangle of, of, uh, frustration going on. Some, some new territory on the maps getting But I was like, off. hey, yeah, I was like, hey, at, at this point, what's left, you know? 
seriously, what's left? I mean, you could go ahead. Let's watch. Let's watch Delirious as a family. You want to get really uncomfortable? <laughs> let's, get let's crazy. Get and she's like, well, I mean, it's Eddie Murphy. I'm like, yeah, clearly you've never seen it. You have no idea. You have no idea. She oh, has God. no idea. Delirious? She has no idea. She thinks it's like, you know, she's like, oh, Eddie Murphy, the guy from Saturday Night Live and, and Beverly Hills Cop. And I'm oh, like, dude, Delirious is my favorite of all time. So, I mean, is it appropriate to watch with your children? Not even close. No. <laughs> no, it's 30 years old and it's super inappropriate. Yeah. What else? Is can, even more than? it's Yeah, at least 30. What else could you say besides, well, there's some Richard Pryor stuff I don't want to. I, I, you, you could look up the titles yourself. Mm. Uh, just the titles themselves are inappropriate. That big word's crazy? Uh, well, that, and then um, Dice Rules. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to sit down and watch Dice Rules with well, your What kid. about, like, rap lyrics? Because sometimes, dude, just as soon as it starts, it's like, okay. Well, it dep- like, we were listening to, the family was listening to Wu-Tang the other day. Mm. Uh, and it's The whole right. family was? Yeah. Well, I was in the car. We're driving her in the car. Well, that's, all four of you. You put on Wu-Tang? Well, yeah. Cool. No, uh, my son asked to put on Wu Tang, so we put on Wu Tang, and I had to lay it down because he's like, you know, trying to sing with it. I was like, dude, I gotta lay it, I gotta lay it down. Okay, I only do, you know, I gotta do, I gotta do the old dirty bastard parts. When, okay, okay, that's so what he I can't could. do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little crazy. Yeah. But um, in the infamous words of ODB, if I got a problem, then a problem's got a problem <laughs> till it's gone. Plus, fuck y'all. <laughs> those are, I mean, those are words to. So that I ask you, what is the last? Uh, what, do, what do they call it? What, the last front, the final frontier of what is okay and what isn't okay? I mean, you're cro- I'm crossing this threshold. It's like okay, he's 15. I'm so much further back than you, so it's a different look. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's your yeah, your own kids versus you. Because when I was 15, you know, rated R movies should have been probably rated what what would be considered today probably. I don't even know. I mean, every movie had every movie was full of nudity. They all had just, boobies. just yeah, just women. Yeah, PG thirteen no, no, had boobies, probably <laughs> right. right. Yes, like back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I I don't know where to cut this off at, but I I was still made a point. I was like, I feel uncomfortable watching this with him. Uh, I can't. But I was hoping that she would call uncle, and she she didn't. She, she weathered didn't. the she weathered the storm. So she's like I meant it. She yeah. Back, she backed well, up again, her. she doesn't know what Eddie Murphy Delirious is really like. So did you do delirious? No, and I have not. It was my threat to her, like where I did the, you know, the thing where I made her flinch. Yeah, I'm like delirious. Her, her She's like, great, I love Eddie Murphy, her, Mr. Robertson's winced. neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, yeah. he's gonna do exactly. Gumby. He's gonna do Gumby. It's gonna be awesome, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then ironically, when he came back to SNL, he did do all those old bits, which was silly. But that's what that's what her frame of reference is 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 the the nutty professor Eddie. So Murphy. how deep in did you get to Chappelle? I watched six. We watched the whole thing, and All then the next you. morning I woke up. Just me, my wife, and him. Yeah, yeah. And then the next morning I woke. This morning I woke up, and he was watching last year one of one of the two of last year's specials by himself on his phone. Okay, I don't have so, a problem with him watching it on his own. Yeah, on his own is different. Like saying, "Hey, here are some things." Yeah. Go ahead and look at it. Like I remember my mom like put a book on my dresser. It was like when it's time to change or you know, have, <laughs> you know and, and yeah. like, hey, if you have any like open the door if you have any questions. Just you know, you could ask don't ask your dad doesn't want to talk about it, but it's there, a reference guide. Yeah. If you see something in there that maybe could explain or some you know, you're gonna some see prompts. a chapter about how to clean yourself. Right. Yada yes. yada. Right. Yeah, I never had any of those, dude. She's like, I took out the foreskin chapter. Won't be my- necessary. <laughs> yeah, you're not an animal. So my uh dude, my parents never had any of it. It was all just like, don't just ask somebody else. <laughs> that's what every like every important She's life- like, don't that's what you have older brothers for. Yeah, dude, I was number four of four. My dad was not a big fan of confrontation anyway, so it was just like, 
Um, I don't know. Do, don't you have any friends with bad parents? <laughs> just like Lots. ask them or their yeah. I was like, that's all I have. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, everything was just like oh, I don't know. And you, it's so funny because at home it was like we don't watch anything that's not wholesome. But if I need to know about some stuff that's not naturally that wholesome, it's like I don't know, dude. Ask ask your dirtbag buddy. <laughs> that's 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 how it was our philosophy. I feel weird. like I had uh, I had to gravitate. Tw- it took me till probably high school till I had a friend. I'm trying to think that I had a friend that had an older brother that was willing to engage with us. Like as a younger kid, I had friends that had older brothers, but they were so much older, they were like doing their own thing. But when right. I was in high school. I had a buddy whose brother was like, we were freshmen. His brother was a junior or senior, maybe a senior. And uh, it was that perfect age because he was just, he was looking for people to mentor. You okay. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and we were, you know, Hey, you, if I tell you to do this, you'll do it. And then, you know, maybe I'll give you a cigarette in return for that. Yeah. Like he, he took it full deal. advantage of, of us wanting to, to, to drink from his cup of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's smart, um, That's but he smart. was the only older brother that that uh, a friend that I had an older brother that was willing to at least impart some wisdom upon us, and and in part he did. So he hipped you. Yes, he did. He got you hipped all the yeah stuff you needed to know for sure. That was good. That's good. You got to have a couple I fe- of those because I, I feel I feel ripped off because I had an older sister who wanted nothing to do with me, but I feel like if you have an older brother that doesn't want anything to do with you, your mom would still like I was an older brother, and my mom would tell me just take him with you. Like yeah, no matter what. Now yeah. we would, we would get him to wherever we were going and I, you know, with my friends and then we would torture him until he went home on his own. Um, yeah. and then I would tell my mom like, I don't know. He didn't want to hang out with us. What do you want me to do? He, yeah. he left. I was more on that end too. Anything I want, anything I wanted to learn, I had to just watch my brothers do it wrong and be like, <laughs> what did they get caught doing? Oh, what is that? Right. And then I have to go like, there was no Google. So you just have to ask around. Again, it was weird bad. because myself and my brother were only two years apart. But and my sister is only two years older. I'm right in the middle, and uh, I had almost no relationship with. I had a closer relationship with my brother because of the fact that we had to share a room and you know something yeah. like that. But we definitely went in different ways growing up. We had different friends for the most part, especially once you know once I got into like junior high. Yeah, there's just no. What kind of high school girl wants anything to do with their younger brother? None. But I'm saying I'm yeah. talking mostly about my relationship with my younger brother when we were growing up. Yeah. You know, once I had the opportunity to go a little further than where I could go in walking distance or bike riding distance, it was over, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can't have, I mean, he's the anchor to your speedboat at that point. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? He can't, he can't be hanging out. Yeah, I had to think it was cool for him, though, because he had an older brother, you know, to show him the ropes. Yeah. And put yeah. him in a suitcase and throw him down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. My, well, my brother was, my brother was so crazy, like, and weird that it was like, I spent a lot of time in high school going like, "Oh, are you his brother?" And I go, "Yeah, but it would always it was always, "Yeah, but I don't fill in the blank." You know right. what I'm saying? I don't like perm my hair and dye it blue or whatever. Unless you think that's cool, then yeah, that's my brother. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll get in." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when I wanted to get in with the dirt heads, my brother was real big in like the grunge scene, whatever. Mm. So, like if I wanted to He'd get... already carved a niche for you. Yeah, he had. He had. So I was able to slide in there even though I You didn't, were a legacy. I didn't look I didn't look real grunge, you know what I mean? But I was able to slide in and watch the band Dirthead play at Miller Park. That was pretty great. There was an actual your so your friends were considered dirtheads. That's the term that they used. People used. Yeah, dirthead was a term that was thrown around. I don't know if it was everywhere, but it was very specific to Hesville and like the Morton area. Well, your terminology, your definition because where I grew up, a dirt head is a person who listens to heavy metal music, not 
no grunge. No, not here. Dirthead was like literally like the kids who looked grunge because they were they literally looked dirty. Like, well, consider the age had, difference between me and you. So look at what was popular at the time when mm-hmm. I was in high school. You know, Metallica was popular, mm-hmm. and so that's what a Dirthead was. Dirthead, that whole movement transformed. There was no more metal. Right for that period of yeah. time where grunge took over, so just a yeah. natural progression. Well, Kurt died in ninety four, so that was like right before I was a freshman, right? So that was like right mm-hmm. it was still there. It took grunge a couple years to die. But yeah, that was a big thing. Dirthead was like <clears throat> like there was jocks, there was like there was metal people, but pretty much there was like jocks and dirtheads predominantly that was you either like clean cut, like played football or you like Socials smoked and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Very much, it was just another name for the greaser. So I was Team Grease for sure. But I was raised all super churchy, so I didn't look like it, right? Mm-hmm. So I looked like one of those kids from what's that, Davy and Goliath, like that claymation show. <laughs> yes. I looked like one of them, but I was hey, like, ben. yeah, I was like, I found this penny. I should walk it uphill a mile and return it. Uh, that that was me. But I, um, wa- like in the inside, I felt like like oh, I'm grunge. I didn't look like it, but I would I would kick with all those dudes. And then as soon as I started smoking cigarettes and stopped bathing. The rest was easy peasy, lemon squeezy, as they say. Well, if you were still a disgusting person that didn't shower and had facial hair and all that stuff today, yep. you could be the proud owner of... Have you ever seen these man boxes? And I know that's a that's a general term, but what... They don't have to choose a gender. Well... What what they have now, uh, the most the popular thing. For, remember, for a while, like it must have started out with like beer of the month. Yeah. Beer of the month was a big deal, and then yes. you could get cigars of the month or cheeses of the month, whatever of the month. Wine, and now they have these police boxes. So if you're a police officer, you can someone can order every month. You get a box of different, uh, you know, flashlight or uh, you know different gear. Thin and blue they, line stuff. Yeah, the fireman, same thing. What, what, whatever your whatever your poison is, but I fireman saw... is like more couch pillows, <laughs> video games, stuff to do while you're at work, sponges to wash fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what I f- find interesting is I see these ads for these man boxes, which is like uh, Just they're called like man crates. And what's in them, which is the most interesting thing, is like a cigar cutter, a hatchet, a pocket yeah. knife. The beard uh, oil. Beard oil. Yeah, I was going to say beard oil. A straight razor. How about like craft soap? That's uh, a thing now, like fancy soap. Fancy soap. And then they'll have like a journal. And it's like, okay, first of all, who's getting this? Who And, and how many can you possibly have? What comes next month? What, do they, what does anyone do with a hatchet? I have like four hatchets from when I was growing up. That's for somebody who respects you but doesn't know you. Yeah, I can't think that like anybody... An ant, like an ant from afar. Like they like it's accidentally like, it's like, pulled your name in a grab bag and like, what do I get him? They're like, like I think I think he's a great guy. I think a lot of them, but I don't know anything about him. You got like a little tube that holds your toothpicks. Like how I used to get my dad's soap on a rope every year for Christmas. <laughs> and I was Tie like, clip. I don't... And dude, once it becomes a thing, I'm sure he's just like, dude... Can you imagine just getting soap? Yeah, I can. So for that's what you get from your kids. I get soap, which by the way, like it's probably your money they spend. And you're just like, that's it. My mom was an Avon lady growing up, so we had like the the brush that folded into a comb, like in your stocking, <laughs> or like the uh, the glass Model T cologne. 
Yeah, Kelowna that looks like a battleship. Yeah, right. Or like a like a like a like a like those a are staples. Pirate ship. Yes, those are yeah. staples. My buddy Fuzz, his mom collected all those. They were in the window, like they were trophies. <laughs> Just covered in dust. What how'd you get those? By winning uh like the loser competition? <laughs> like I don't know which I feel so, I'd always be like mom or I'd always be like Fuzz, dude, I love you, bro, but your mom puts these things up like they're like 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 you guys legitimately have trophies she could put up there. She do, she chooses to put the Model T. I promise you can go to the Uncle John's flea market right now and buy every single in the box and outside of the box Avon perfume and or uh yeah. uh cologne car. And there Guaranteed. will still be a guy there that's like, "Hey, that's $12 <laughs> new." It's like, "I'll give you 4 cents and not kick you in the balls." <laughs> that's the best I'll ever do. But what were you saying about the man boxes, though? No, I was just saying that uh, it's funny because I look at all the stuff that's in there, and I'm like, who does anything with any of this stuff? Like, it's just more garbage to hang around your house. I have had, throughout, like I said, throughout the years, I've come across several hatchets. Most I've found in the woods where we used to play as kids. Like, kids would steal their dad's hatchets, yeah. and they'd go cut tree branches to make forts or whatnot. But what is a, who uses a hatchet? You're naked ever? and afraid. Naked and afraid people. That's it. Okay. But that's it. Unless you're going to be on naked and afraid... Which, if you're taking a hatchet, you're an idiot because you need to take... Someone needs a frying pan, and the other person needs... You don't need a frying pan. What do you mean you don't need a frying no. pan? No, you don't need How a do frying pan. How do you cook pan. things, then? Oh, they, they, they carve up bamboo and stuff and cook it on there. I don't Are you like kidding? that. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, you're a fool if you bring a pan. A pot, you maybe, because you can boil water. You'd be like the guy from Stand By Me where you just bring a comb. Like a bro- yeah, dude. Got the comb. You know what I'd bring? You know what I'd bring? A mirror. No, I know. Yeah, and you then, would... like, day eight, I'd be like... Look how good I still look after eight days. I'd You're like, burning ants with it. Yeah, no, like my like my yeah, like my genitalia is charcoal black from all the grossness that's happened. I'd be like, look at me. You would be bringing a guitar. I guarantee you would bring a guitar, and then everybody would be like, "Did this guy shut up, please?" Yeah, especially like you know when they you know when they do like XL when it's like a group. Yes, like it's normally like two people, like one guy, one girl. Then they do a group. I would, they would all be like, I brought a fire starter. I brought like this and I'd be like, didgeridoo. And I'll be like, listen, I know we're starving, but like, if you just kind of listen to my music, like you'll also feel like you're in hell. How much does it, does it, <laughs> how, how much does it offset the feng shui of the group when you <sighs> add another wiener? Because first oh, of all, now you, you, you've got to for- get off the boat, right? You gotta take all, you gotta take your clothes off in front of a complete stranger, and you have what you have. It there's is what it is. Never room for two. Now years. there's another now there's another dude. And it's like not only am I embarrassed because I'm naked, it becomes a tool competition yes. right away. Well, don't you think? Oh, the first God. thing you're making is is bamboo underwear, no doubt. Yeah, for him. He's not though. He's no, of course not. <laughs> you, there's one guy with the underwear, and the other guy's not. It's like the guy who swims with a t-shirt on. Yeah, the dude from gym class is like, I just don't sweat a lot. He's yeah. Like, uh, you should probably shower. <laughs> There's a guy that goes to your pool. Like, he's there, I don't know, four times a day. He's there every day. <laughs> he's there all day. He's always there, and he's super greased up. Like, he looks like, it looks like a Thanksgiving turkey. He's the fattest, hairless, disgusting dude. He's always there, and I feel like it's it's he's aggressively gross. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not just like... Hey man, you're overweight. Don't you know that's that? Don't be a dick. Don't body shame the guy. But it's like, no, he's not that. He's like, look at it. Like I'm surprised he's not by the front door, just going like, you make eye contact with my belly. It's so gross. <laughs> I don't have any problem with somebody wear whatever you want, look however you want, but it does nothing. And that's what I'm saying. I guess it makes the person feel better to wear a t-shirt. But I'm just like, my, I'd rather just not go in the water at all and have the shirt that's dry and at least somewhat, yeah, hiding. 
The truth. Yeah, but back to the naked and afraid thing. There is no female equivalent of that. No, some girls will be more thin. Some will have a better body. But it's never like... It's, there's nothing that's the same. No, because if you have a girl with smaller boobs, the girl with bigger boobs goes like, in this situation, I, I have a terrible back. I'd love to have those little boobies. Yeah, the, no, the there's no... Ever. Yeah, it's just like, oh, she's got bigger hips, bigger... The boobie size... There's nothing. But the guy comes in with just a humongous t- piece, and it's just like... uh. You know, because before, if you're the only gorilla in the jungle, you're the alpha, right? Right. That's but, what I'm saying. Even if it's like, you know what would be the worst if this guy comes in with just a just a, a boa constrictor of a thing, right? And then, like, he can't do shit. Doesn't like, have he to. He can't though. do, and like, 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 he's just laying in the weeds all day, and he's like, I think we could use some fish. You guys, like, like, he's just going like, man, wish I had some almonds. Anybody know how to pick almonds? And he's just laying there. And every once in a while, like, like you go, hey, man, you could help out. And he would stand up, and then you just see a swing, and you'd be like, just lay back down. <laughs> just go back down. Like, I could, but Forget I'm chafing. It. Yeah, he'd be like, listen. You know, you know you what say, many... listen, you don't know what it's like. You've never been yeah, in my situation. You literally don't know what it, it takes. You know how many calories it takes to move this thing? We can't spare it. We don't have it. And you're like, yeah, I'll just boil some water for you in that thing. All you can ask is to be the outside of the uh, the spoons. At the God end willing. Night. You know, but when it's two people, though, like you catch a turtle, you're good for right. like a couple of days. You just bought you and the girl. Now you catch a turtle, and it's like, well, six of us got to eat off this thing. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know how. Is that show still on? Is it still currently? I don't watch on? new ones. I oh, just okay. watch the ones that are streaming on uh, Hulu or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would much rather just go meet one other person for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to go. Even insecurities aside, I would just be like, you know what? Let's just we, we can we can start for twenty one days. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but man boxes are silly. It's just another. It's no. It's like those, like when you can like get yourself on like shirts, or socks or boxer shorts. Like put your own picture. That's when I see that stuff, and I just go like, like let's. You mean like if you you would order like a like like underwear for your wife with your face on it? Yeah, stupidest thing. Yeah, ever. they now have them with like Trump or like his mouth is by the fly. You know, it's super disrespectful, gross, whatever. But like, I just go like I see that and I go. Can you just, we always, we always have this thought, like, can you imagine when the internet came out, we're like, we're going to be able to solve everything the way we can communicate now. And it's like, no, we're not. We're going to market boxer shorts and watch cat videos. I, I have to wonder who, uh, who's buying any of this stuff if it's real. I don't, I, I have to think that these companies are just going under and then coming up with a new idea and trying to float that. There, there can be no, I've never seen anybody wearing any of the shirts with their friend's face on it or but you always read the comments like it's hilarious we need to get these and they'll tag yeah. another person yeah, like, like one for like your bachelor party yeah or it's, something. It's, it's so dumb no one's doing that no no one's doing that you know what's funny dude is i told you that my mom married a few years back she married yes. a dude right she married, <laughs> she married a, a mexican fella i think it's getting to her it's funny because like when i was growing up all like we're like white mutts right like everything we had was like the occasional casserole but everything that was like i don't know it was like hamburger helper like basic yeah like kool-aid it was very like there was no culture to our food it was just like it was like american suburb food Mm -hmm. right there was no like like oh this was my great grandmother's dish and we followed it well my mom and the reason i say like just i don't know if you're supposed to say mexican american she just says mexican and i was like she married him it's good enough for her it's good enough for me so she married this dude, really great guy, but he comes from a culture where they get really excited about food. It's a really big deal, right? I like it. I think it's great too. 
But it's funny because I told her the other day, I was like, yeah, I think we, I don't know what I was making. I was trying to make some tacos. And I was like, but I was trying to make them like some authentic way. And I was like, well, if you go early on a Saturday morning, you can get these carnitas and you can whatever. And she did this huge eye roll. And I was like, oh man, like I was wondering like, is, is she finally like, like is racism finally settling in? <laughs> like she's knee deep in her sixties and now she's starting to get racist. This is weird. I don't get it. And she just, dude, she went on like a five minute tirade about like, oh, and their food every week. It's gotta be this, this gotta be this. So she's like, it was so funny. Cause my mom is like June Cleaver. She's like the sweetest lady in the world. But all of a sudden, she was just like, it's every week. And it's with, oh, you got to get the tortillas. And just so warm. She's like, you know, <laughs> she's like, you know what happens when you get tortillas warm? They taste like warm tortillas. It ain't that exciting. It's not that amazing. She's like, oh, and they, you got to go the special day and you got to get this pork because they, they cook it slowly. And she's like, and you know what happens when you cook it slowly? It tastes like pork when it's cooked slowly. She's like, it's so funny. She was so like, I'd never seen anybody. The first few years, obviously, she still loves the man and everything. But the first few years, she was so excited about, try this. This is new food. You guys ever have carnitas before? Oh, he's going to put carne asada on the grill. You're going to love it. And now she's like, yeah, it's skirt steak. Try not to wet your pants about it. You know what I mean? She was so over it. It was so great. Like So now I think I'm going to start purposely showing up on the weekends with like the most authentic stuff. I'm like, look. I made this piñata. You're like, oh, piñatas. Let me tell you about piñatas. Well, one thing I'm I'm very happy about. The one thing my wife and I still have in common is the fact that we're both foodies. So we just will eat anything from anywhere. Like yeah. we, we love. You guys, when food, a new Mexican restaurant food. opens, boy, I just I set my timer and I go. I'm waiting for a Yelp. You guys are yeah, on it, dude. Absolutely. You went to that new one already. Which one? Avgo. Yeah, it's just a breakfast restaurant, though. Yeah, but not to you. You had to be there. That was open for four minutes. Yeah, we were there. I think we were there opening day for sure. Were you really? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and we we've been back. But anyway, you break. ever you ever like have you ever been around people that get super excited about their culture's food? No, no, because no. I work with I work with a guy. He's a great guy that I work with too. But he gets so pumped about oh man on Sundays they're gonna serve they're gonna serve pasole or whatever they're gonna serve this stuff at the restaurant and it's always good. But I'm never, like, never has somebody been, like, never have I had someone get so excited about food and, like, amp it up and, get, you know, the, the tease, the tease, it's going to happen. And then you eat it and you go, oh, it tastes like it's good. But I'm waiting for, like, I'm waiting for, like, the wait staff to, like, show up in bikinis and do a dance at this point. Like, it's been, been so built up. Like, if I don't get a full-on erection the moment I take a bite, I'm let down. I think now, um, you know, especially with the advent of uh, air fryers and and pressure cookers and all this stuff, we here, um, we're so diverse. Like, my wife's always cooking something different from somewhere and trying different Mm. stuff. Growing up, um, you know, we, just like everybody else, my mom and dad both worked, and we had market day. And, I mean, my mom, she did her best. But you have have the same... Six or seven dishes that you just rotate in and out. Where oh, we're lucky if we do that at my house. Maybe four now, um, because my wife and I do not allow our kids to be picky. She's nice. we're just gonna eat whatever we're gonna eat, and if you don't want to eat, then that's fine. But we don't we don't have a like my mom would always say, I'm not a short order cook, so I'm not. So gonna if they make don't eat you your something dinner, special, can they go get a bowl of cereal if they don't eat your dinner? No, no a bowl of cereal. So they have like to Jerry like, Seinfeld. Yeah, like they have to. My kids, I'll be like. I'm not making something special for you. I'll try to make something Every like. week we argue when salmon gets made and my daughter wants nothing to do with it and she does like what every kid does. She tries to smash it into the plate. 
enough with her fork to where <laughs> yeah. it dissipates, and then she could pretend it was just mush, and she'd be like, "I ate it." And it's like, no, you didn't. I'm did watching stuff you. To it. I like to have, you know, get everyone's attention away. I'll steal it off her plate because there's never enough for me. So we try to we try to work in conjunction because I don't eat vegetables. So I try to I move my vegetables onto my son's plate when he's not watching, <laughs> and then I will take food off my daughter's plate. When she- I'll do it. I'll even branch out. It's not just a Mexican food thing, though. Although I will say, with all the cultures, Hispanic culture does get the excited, the most excited about their food. I don't really, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, I don't surround myself with enough. Uh, ethnic Have you ever people. seen or talked to one a Mexican person? Well, his, you know, Latino. Okay. Yes, I have. But right. I don't get invited over to their house for dinner. Yeah, have you ever eat lunch with them? Not at their own. Not that they're cooking. No, if that's what you're. They always at. eat ham sandwiches with you. I don't. I mean, I don't know. They would what, never. I because They're I, so pumped about their I, culture. Unfortunately, I'm immersed with white people. Ugh. Exactly. Yeah. No culture. I just do that because that's what's popular now. Just Ugh. Polish people. That's it. You and the problem. Everywhere I look. Well, I would also say Polish people are a problem. <laughs> because, dude, pierogi fest comes around. I like pierogies. I like them a lot. These are American Polish, so yeah, they're. But like, whatever, I like pierogies. But dude, like they're settle down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they they're don't need a whole good. fest about it. Like if one culture cooked steak, like they're the only one that like had and made steak, they could do that because they'd be like, dude, have you ever had steak on a grill? And I'd be like, no, try it. And I'd be like, holy crap, that is amazing. But we all have most of the same ingredients. Yeah. So agree. like, like. Asian food, they have their pot stickers, which are Asian pierogies, mm-hmm. right? And like egg rolls are kind of like Asian burritos. You know, they're all you crab know, rangoon, crab rangoon. But I think I don't know what culture gets the most excited about their food, but I think it's Latin culture. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have to go with you on this. I don't know. Italian okay. people, dude, are you kidding me? The people, Italian that, that people, don't all have. Master suites with bathrooms attached to them. <laughs> they what do they eat? I I mean they all do market day. The, the people that don't have master suites or that do that do. Your I mean, people, have, your yeah, people. What we, do you? I mean, market day. No, we no, as as a grown man. My I current family. Are you talking about or when I was growing, growing up? up? Market day. Yeah, <laughs> it's because yeah. it was the easiest thing to prepare. Oh, Italian you know, people lasagna too. already ready. I just said Italian but, three well, times. I know, I know. I'm just I'm agreeing with you later. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but they deserve it. Theirs is so good. It depends. It depends because because just like with anything else, they have the same basic ingredients. They they make like nine dishes with the same. I ingredients. do like how Italian people get so excited about the different kind of noodles. One will be a sixteenth of an inch skinnier, and it's like, nah, it's totally different. I'm like, how? Right. How is? Oh, it's totally different. Same cheeses, same process. I'm sure someone, sausage, someone peppers. that's good at, at cooking Italian food, please sound off. But um, I don't. I'm good at not. I'm good at cooking no food. Yeah. I don't know what ethnicity hot dogs are, but that's about the the eggs and hot dogs. I have that nailed down, dude. Even hot dogs. My dad used to go when we get hot dogs. My dad would go, "Oh, dude, they got David Berg hot dogs here." Well, because there's a difference oh, between a, a dude, David, but he would just go beef on. hot dog and one that's made of lips and assholes. Okay, but not I. I yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, like a bologna hot dog. But my dad would just always go, "David Berg hot dogs." You gotta try. I think it was at the ballpark when we go. They got yeah. David Berg hot dogs. Got David Berg hot dogs. Kosher. Yeah, and I'll be like, you know. That's not our people either. So I don't, you know. I would all. I would tell you that I'd rather have the garbage hot dog, the pig ears and hoofs hot dog, than the David Berg. I would love to hear the ballpark someone... one that comes out of the steamer. Of course, that's all. It's, yeah. it's wet. No, David Berg's the best. Yeah, they're gross. <laughs> no, no, that's the, the other one. Yeah, that's well, the garbage dog. 
The well, David the Bergen's the good one. The ones that are pink are gross. No, whatever ones come out of the, you know, the guy walking around yelling hot dogs. All I know is the price difference. Yeah. Like, even if you go to your Aldi's or whatever, plural, like, it'll be like 37 hot dogs for 16 cents or four for eight bucks. And I'll go, okay, you know what I mean? I'll be like, mm-hmm. one of these probably has better quality. It's hard. To, I'm not a chef. I don't know. But I know when one of them is marketed with laps, lips and assholes on the cover. Like, you <laughs> right. can see that they draw. You ever see somebody draw one of those? Yeah. It's not pretty. No. But it's cheap, not. and that's with the name of the game. I would like to hear somebody who cooks Italian, though, and let me know. Just sort of break down. I don't break down every noodle, but, like, I want someone I want someone to finally admit, like, all right, there's not a huge difference between angel hair and spaghetti. There's a little bit. Yeah, but you know what? I I would definitely prefer an angel hair pasta to a bow tie. Not because of the taste, because of the way you how much you can get on the on the fork. Well, bow ties. I don't like stabbing. I like twirling. It's like using a fork instead of chopsticks. Like, don't make me work so hard. Stupid. But bow tie tastes good. But I also like white sauce instead of red sauce too. The only red sauce I eat is my grandma's or my mother, my grandma's or my mother's. Really. Yeah, Charles red sauce. I don't. Crazy. It's not my favorite. I like. I like. You gotta white stir sauce. it. The key like is to sauce. stir it. You gotta stir it. Fettuccine for hours. Was it saying Goodfellas? Remember Goodfellas? Yeah, when always cutting the onions. No, but that Tiny went like onions. when the helicopter's going over. He's like, you gotta stir it though. You gotta yeah. stir it. He keeps coming back yes, to stir it more. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't stick to the side of the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to. You remember before when uh, you were gonna do jujitsu and you you got a couple free lessons and you went and you hurt your <laughs> knee and all. That I paid stuff. for them, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, all the all the different stuff we've done over I the many years my, we've been doing this podcast. You. What? I, I said paid you. for my lessons. I know you did. Free, I wasn't free that lessons. wasn't even putting that no, I yeah. never said free lessons. You, I didn't said, you just say free lessons? No. I said you remember when you You're went gonna to edit ju- this. Do you remember when you went to, to lessons? <laughs> yeah. And all the other things we've done over the years, um, that we've tried to get interested in and, and mm. been a part of and whatnot. Yeah. But the one thing that's funny is we both have guitars, play guitars, have a love for playing guitars. Yet I think that uh neither of us would consider ourselves a master oh of, my God. of guitar playing. I wouldn't even say I know my instrument well. So what keeps you from I went to Dynamite the other day, Dynamite Music in Griffith. Mm-hmm. I decided I was gonna buy an amplifier, a bass amp. I said, As you know what, I. my bass amp's messed up and buy a new one. I was gonna take it in there and get it fixed, but I've every time you do it, these guys do the same thing and it has nothing to do with dynamite music. It has Everywhere you go, well, this is a this is a twenty year old amp or a ten year old amp or however many year old amp. At this point, with what it's going to take, it's going to take me eighty bucks just to take the thing, mm-hmm. just to look at it. Yeah. Right now, I mean, with technology the way it is, I mean, you could pay three hundred dollars and have a, a amp twice as nice as this with more features. Yeah. So there's just no reason to get anything fixed unless you could fix it yourself or it's something very, very, you know, very minute. They're going to talk you into buying a new amp. And I am easily talked into buying new things. So I decided I'm not going. I'm going to go there and look. I was going to uh, take my amp with just to see what they would tell me about fixing it. And I decided not to, uh, but I did buy I went there. My son was like, hey, let's go do something. So we got a guitar strap for him and uh, some good strap locks for his strap. Nice. And... Um, some string, uh, fast string, GHS, uh, fast string cleaner. So you can move up and down the strings at a breakneck speed. So you can play blistering riffs. The place is so small and jam packed. Yeah. 
it's if you go to Guitar Center, there could be like eight guys playing their own music, their own song independently of one another. And as you crest their area, you can hear the next guy, but they really don't bleed together too much. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. But in this place, you can't get away from it. There's no. one guy, and you know, with guitar player with musicians. It's always the same. There's always the one guy that has, the, you know, he's got the flying V. He's got it turned up to seven yeah. in a building that's like 300 square feet and with, you know, no room to move. He doesn't care because that's how he gets his tone. And he knows how to play the opening riff from Enter Sandman. Not mm. that well. Yeah. But that's, so he switches guitars and switches amps and just plays that same riff to see yeah. what it sounds like. Or over like and over one again. blues lick. He does one yes. blues lick on all of them. Uh, so. I went there and I was like, man, you know, as I walked to the back, I saw two kids in guitar lessons. And I thought, why why take jujitsu? Why get into running? Why get into weightlifting at this stage of the game? Why not? I've been playing guitar since I was 14, 13, 14 years old. And I am now 43. <laughs> and I'm probably as good as I was when I was 17. I probably peaked at 17. Yeah. Play. I'm still playing the same. When I pick up a guitar... I'm playing the same songs, you know, I a couple pick up a couple here and there, but you always go back to the same things you always play. So I wondered, I wanted to ask you, like, have you ever considered going and saying, hey, I'm a fine rhythm guitar player, but I'd like to take it to the next level and actually spend money learning how to do something you love better? Yeah, but now there's so many options on, like, YouTube and, and online that doing it in person... um just almost seems yeah but how much are you really progressing by watching the stuff on youtube i mean if you, you could sat be... down with it like there's tons but you're of... not going to so that's what i'm telling you if you pay for the lesson you gotta you, you paid you're gonna yeah. go yeah jujitsu you couldn't continue because you hurt yourself mm -hmm. but you're like hey i put down a hundred bucks for four lessons or whatever it is sure, yeah i guarantee you if you sat down with a guy and he gave you a half hour hands-on training and you already have a grasp of of you know at least the basics for sure mm -hmm. how much better could you get yeah in... i would just be afraid that he's going to show me something that is on a free video you know what i mean i'm afraid he's gonna be like here try this lick in this scale and work on this and i'd be like damn it that was on youtube for so me. i guess it's about the way that individuals learn because i've always thought the the biggest leaps i had in guitar playing um came when i surrounded myself with people that were better yeah, for sure. Because for if sure. I sit there and watch a video, it's like I start learning it, and I'm like, I got the gist of it, and I just move on to the next thing. Yeah. It's, it's like a like David Goggins would tell you, like, oh, as soon as you start feeling the the shin splints and you're you know you start breathing a little heavy, no one's there. You could just stop and walk, or you can call for a ride. But right, right, right. And that's what most people do. I mean, how many times do you sit there and you go, no, I'm going to learn the entire solo from Sweet Child of Mine. Well, I'm I learn it note for note. I'm going to play it. Exactly like Slash plays it. Could you do it? How long would it take you? I think when I was like 25, I did go to Dynamite and had um, the guy from Steepwater Band. I think I did like two or three months with him. And in those two or three months, uh, I think I did probably learn more than I did in like three years. So, yeah, there's a lot. So of, why, why don't you consider that? I'm trying to I'm trying of, to build myself up to it. Because because I don't have room in my on my plate for anything else. If I had room, I would. I would you take do one though, on one because lessons. you get up super early and or or you find time to work. I would have to find someone who you... does lessons at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> That's the only way I could take lessons. I'm just wondering. Uh, 
I still am not really good at any one thing, but that I would say I have the biggest propensity because I like doing it the most to actually go to the next level. If I actually applied myself, I I mean, I would say if you put money down on some online program, then you'd be mad if you didn't do it right or no, not the same. I mean me. Yes. Uh, I would just, well, I would just carve out the time and say, Hey, this is the, I used to do this with shooting when I was growing up. My dad, you know, he shot competitively. He was a target shooter. And so we would go with him all the time. And eventually you just get, he wasn't sitting down there showing us like when he went upstairs, him and his buddies went upstairs, like their team practice. And we would, me and my brother would go downstairs and shoot and he's left alone in the range to, to do whatever we wanted. But it's awesome. Uh, that time was carved out. He would say, here's, you know, 50 rounds or a hundred rounds. You shoot until you're done shooting and then come back up. So you could either go down there and blow all 50, 100 rounds off of as fast as you possibly could, or you could shoot three rounds, bring your target in, put a sticker over the, you know, the rounds that you shot, reel it back out and try to mm-hmm. try to hone in your game a little bit. But I wonder how much better I would have been if he would have been standing next to me, actually. Well, there's something to be said for having to be there, too. Like, if you sign up for lessons, the guy's like, I expect you to be here, so you right. probably find a way to be especially there. as an adult because as a teenager you'd be like yeah i didn't show up he just got paid for free he didn't have to do any work. right right if it's if it's some youtube but thing, you gotta face him the next week if it's some youtube <laughs> thing you'll be like i'll get to it later right but if right. it's someone actually counting on you you know what i mean i just wonder if you could go in there and say just teach me how to just teach me how to solo yeah just be like look i already know my bar chords i know my open yeah, chords i, I don't want to learn mary that's what happened to me see uh i think that's actually i think there's a that's kind of what i said to him when i went in I think I was like 25, and I was like, I know my chords for the most part. I go, but I don't know why I'm playing them. I just know like where I'm supposed to. I know shapes. I don't know why those shapes are a thing. And so he walked me through a bit. He taught me about like relative minor and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I saw they, there's a um, like an app or I guess it's an app on uh, Facebook that always comes up. It's it's called Masterclass, and they have like a Natalie Portman teaches one on acting. So you, you pay for this, and Sign she basically up. takes you through like her process. And they have one with uh, Tom Morello talking about music theory, about playing guitar, showing you how he writes riffs. It looks amazing because a guy like, you know, the guy's like, I'm going to give you a one on one guitar lesson. We're going to go by the numbers. I'm going to show you how to play every rage, lick, how I write music, like what pedals do. He's like, here's how to charge fifteen (laughs) hundred dollars for a ticket and still be called not the man. With all that being said, that was attractive to me. But what I do just like all the time is I like, yeah, I'm going to buy that app and I buy it. And then I just, I spend about a day or two trying to, to follow through and use it. And then I, I, I drift away from it. I'm like, eh, whatever. It's 30 bucks, 60 bucks. I think it would help if you paid a person. Cause that person yeah, would be like, hold you what'd you do? Not practice last week? Why do you suck still? That would help. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like if I had homework, like me, I know enough about me now as a grown up. If somebody gave me homework, I would. If I came back without being able to outdo the homework you gave me, I'd feel bad about myself. Yeah. So I think now I'm finally mature enough. Uh, when it's long past me being cool enough to be in a cool band, yeah. Uh, to actually sit down and, and and learn how to play guitar the right way. Yeah, that's the youth's wasted on the young thing right there. Without and, a doubt, you're man. going like, man, dude. Because if I was 17, I would go, hey, you need to know those scales. And back then, I'm like, ah, how do you play Green Day? Well, the, the, what's funny is, is I keep finding these bands. Like, there's one called the Dad Brains, which is like uh, a bunch of dudes my age, uh, a play on the name Bad Brains, but it's dads. 
they all have kids and they're like, haha, we're, we're dudes that have kids. And now mm. we're the dad brains and we play, I guess they play bad brain songs, but they have like lyrics that are geared toward being dads. Say what you want about it. Uh, and then I found a band called the dad Kennedy's and they're dads, but they play dead. They play There's a whole line of strictly bands? covers of dead Kennedy songs. As far as I know, which I thought like, well, that's cool. They're not like making a joke. They're actually making a run at being a, and you know me, I have a big stance against cover bands, mm-hmm. but tribute bands a different thing. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with a tribute band if you, right. could, you could do it right. Yeah. And I feel like if you're, if you're the dad Kennedys, give a little wiggle room too. Cause it's like, Hey, we're dads. We're doing mm-hmm. our best at doing some dad Kennedys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be like Motley Crue neck and just like all kinds of like just totally go suburban. It's <laughs> a everything. great idea. So that's what I'm saying. I, I think you, I, I could I could see myself having fun with something like that because you you if you is, is dad leopard taken yet? I don't think so. OK, but you have you you give yourself that excuse right away. It's like, don't take us too seriously. If we're good, we're good. But if we're not, eh. Or the dad version of, you know, it's just some dads yeah. getting together. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like those, like, Bowling for Soup or something. It's like, we're silly. Oh, you happen to think we're good musicians? <laughs> okay, that's cool. Maybe Bare Naked Ladies. Or whatever. But did, people were asking about the Rage thing. Did you have thoughts on that? Yeah, well, the again, I mean, machine. I started to express my thought. Here's the thing. You're never going to hear me arguing on behalf of, you know, some ultra-progressive rock band, <laughs> except for Rage Against the Machine, who regardless of the music they play uh, or what the, the meaning behind it is, but, but beyond their, you know, whatever their lyrics are, I like their music. I think they're, I think they're a great band. I, you cannot deny that these guys can, they jam. They're really good. But the entire idea of this band is I love it. Hey, I love it. We're against the man. We're super progressive, like fuck the establishment. But then there, I think the cheapest seats were $130 per ticket. Yep. And my answer to that was let's withhold our judgment. Cause we never do. And what you might find out is that rage themselves maybe isn't taking a penny of that money. It's going to be donated somewhere or, but yeah. like I explained to everybody else when you're, when you're, and I'm not, this is just, I'm smart. When you tour, if you're Metallica, if you're rage against the machine, the band is four or five guys. There's crew members. There's, grips there's you know uh guys that run no one's, the arguing, no one's arguing that the nut has truck driver it's it's enormous and so a band like fugazi still to this day uh, when they were playing um this many years later it's still like 15 dollars to see fugazi it's 30 dollars to see naked ray gun bands in the in the sub like the punk and mm-hmm. metal that that play places like the empty bottle they don't have to charge a lot of money because no one's gonna pay a lot of money i mean they might but it's like well the the overhead's low. So I'm hoping that Rage Against the Machine, even me, I'm hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that there's a reason for, that they couldn't avoid it. And I know people are going, well, I mean, Parole Jam, you know, they, Eddie Vedder would say, like, you got to go through us and we won't go through Ticketmaster and all that good stuff. But and also people are pretty lazy. There is so some, know. there is sense to saying, hey, wait, let's see. But there's also a lot of sense to saying, like, there's, it is funny to say. I mean, it's clearly ironic. Well, no, I mean, it's more it, than rain on your wedding day for sure. No, it would be. It would, yeah, cigarette, no smoking sign on your cigarette break. There's like, there. Of course, it always has to get spread, but it always does, right? So when Tool comes and tickets are fifty or sixty bucks, they have the most amazing light show I've ever seen. 
Okay, they're paying for that. That's coming out of that 60 bucks. So for it to be more than double, how many more roadies you got this time? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the I think it's a supply and demand thing. Everybody wants to see them. We can get away with charging that much, which is fine. Had you not built your whole career on fuck supply and demand, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at them. I don't care. I've seen them. I've seen them before. I don't think they're that great. I think they're good. I've seen them. Like live, you don't think they're good? Or you just as a band, you don't think they're good? I, I would say their top five songs, to their top it. five are great. I don't know what happens beyond they're that. Great I have no idea they're, their they're great because they're emotional and exciting live. I don't know they're great songs. I I don't know. Yeah, like, no, I hear what you're saying. I like it, but like when he just repeats the same thing over and over, I, dude, I, I've seen him several times and they are really good live, but I, I just hesitate to go like those are great songs because you're playing a few. Uh, Tom Morello was great. But they're for the yeah, most. Could you say the same for Nirvana? Yeah. I mean, you say they're just as unte- non-technical as Rage, then. But you would consider one band great, who's also playing p- passionate music. No, because that argument goes for like anything. Yeah, that goes. Okay. It's so subjective. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is, is you're saying one band is not technically the best players. I mean, the reason at least it doesn't show. No, Tom Morello was fantastic. I think they're all good players, but they do that basic. They came out when rap rock was still kind of not that big yet, right? Mm-hmm. So they are just pretty simple. A lot of their, you know what I mean? He says rally around the family right. a thousand times. It's cool. I like it. And <laughs> it's super emotional. And everybody, I've been in mosh pits for rage. It was great. I know you hate that word, but I've been involved in that. It was a great time. But I don't know that it warrants. To me, it doesn't matter how many chords, how many you know, majors and minors, that's what makes the difference is, yeah, he could say rally around your family a million times, but the way he does it and the emotion that he inspires when yeah. he does it is all the difference in the world. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, I'm I'm never one that loves technical I can't believe technical, technical in 2020 music. I am, of all people, <laughs> defending Rage Against I'm not, I bought their records, I've seen them live, it was always I've never great. owned one record, never. Oh, how you know they're so great then? I mean, I have the radio. They were a band that played on the radio. Oh, you, so you heard like four understand songs. That, that's what I said. I don't know anything about their, oh, well, their catalog. Then I'm you only got, talking you listen about to the album and tell no, me what you think I, I'm of I'm only it. talking about their, their most famous songs. Yeah. You know, which I think, again, maybe not the most technical, but I, I they're definitely, they definitely get you going for sure. They're, well, they're like Nirvana in that it was a time and a place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was a perfect time and a place for them. Like if they came out five, six years later, I don't think they would have been big at all. But whatever, they're great. My thing is, charge whatever you want. I don't care. You want to hear me say? But you can't. You can't be singing the same stuff. Don't preach to me afterwards about it. You know what I mean? Like, go do your thing. But here's what you go do your show. Have a blast. Make a million dollars. But after each show, do a little wink into the camera. You know what I mean? Go like, you can't hold me down. Don't do what you tell me. Wink. You know what I mean? That's all I'm asking. I don't know. Uh, So, so like when he raging against the white devil. And there's like eighty thousand white people that all paid four hundred dollars a ticket. Doesn't it lose a little bit of its luster? I don't know. I mean, if you if you look back, watch the watch the the NWA movie, and if you watch any documentaries, you'll find out that like the majority of the audience was white people. Yeah, you know, standing there like clearly oblivious to what was going on or what you know what this band was talking. Tupac about. said, "Man, women and white white people buy CDs." <laughs> He's like, I make songs for them, homie. <laughs> it's cool, dude. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, so I don't I don't I'm not taking a uh, a hard line either way. Uh, but I but never I, took their political stuff seriously anyway. I didn't. I was that. like, yeah, that's what whatever. But it sounds great. It sounds awesome. Yeah. That's how so, I felt. That's how I felt know, about it for sure. Because like it, you can't. 
if someone's railing against like you for a whole album, you can't take it. You have to tune out their message. I don't know. It man. sounds bad because they don't want me to tune it out. But if I don't tune it out, then then they're just talking about like how I'm the devil. For it it depends on 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 when you're listening to it, uh, because. I remember growing up, like one of the first like bands that I liked on my own. Dead Kennedys was one of the first bands I liked on my own, and every single song they have is about hating Reagan and about hating, uh, you know, yeah, all these yeah. these politicians, uh, you know, from uh, Jerry the Governor Jerry Brown and politics and and everything that Jello Biafra said. I was like, dude, hundred percent with this guy. Like whatever he says, like yeah. my parents don't know, but this dude, he knows. He's smart. He's enlightened. And I remember by, like listening to his spoken word stuff, and I was like, I, I would have anything this guy said, I was on board with. Yeah. So I believe that music is probably the, and I'm not telling people anything they don't know, but if you're not paying attention, if you're not paying attention, remember what it was like when you were a kid, and if you're not paying attention to what your kids are listening to, then uh, understand it would be very easy to to uh, motivate and put ideas in their brains. Oh yeah. You know through music, so I have to assume that's. That's how all movements start. It's no coincidence. Ones. I stopped going to church the, around the time I started listening to Marilyn Manson. It's not a huge coincidence. You know what I mean? It's all good. It's all, it's all good. It is what Do it I is. Do I wear black fingernail polish? Maybe. Just on your Coke nail. Just on my Coke nail. That is episode 242 of the Hey My Man podcast. We will see you next time. Later. <laughs>